From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Tuesday, February 2nd, 2021. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Governor Mike DeWine said yesterday Ohioans will pay no new taxes while the state will simultaneously make $1 billion in investments in the state's economy. Kevin Landers has the details. According to the governor, you can thank the federal government, which has picked up a large amount of Ohio's tab for Medicaid to the tune of about $2.4 billion. The state also saved money by freezing state expenses and reduced the state's workforce by 1,500 employees, among other items. Now, the governor explained he's not dipping in to the rainy day fund. We have to be prepared uh, in case there is something that comes up is unforeseen and that we have to hunker down again. We don't want to. It's not what we intend to do, but we can't control this virus. So where is some of the money going? Well, let's take a look. The state will invest $200 million in grants for bars and restaurants. These businesses remain the hardest hit by the pandemic. The budget also includes $150 million in grants for small businesses who previously applied and are qualified and invest $50 million in grants for the lodging industry. Now, the budget does address education. Higher ed will get 1.8% increase, and K-12 through will have their funding restored from where it was before the budget cuts of last year. The governor also wants to spend $50 million on a nationwide ad campaign to tell the story of Ohio. He says the campaign's goal is to bring people back to the state by highlighting affordable housing, the chance to grow a business, a safe place to raise a family, and to show we are a state that welcomes all. It's a progressive state. It's a state that has its fiscal house in order, so you don't have to worry, you know, about taxes being raised. DeWine's one-time $1 billion spending spree must still pass the legislature from the state house. Kevin Landers. Teachers in Ohio can begin receiving COVID-19 vaccines this week, but some are wondering if they should hold out to get the vaccine with the best possible effective rate. Bryant Somerville reports experts say that's not a good idea. President of the Ohio Education Association, Scott DeMauro, says out of the 334,000 teachers and personnel, about 80 percent have expressed interest in being vaccinated. A big step, he says, to getting back to the classrooms full time. We want nothing more than to be in classrooms with our students where we can provide the kind of individual support that they need. He says if teachers don't take advantage of it when it's offered, there is no telling how long they might have to wait. Pfizer and Moderna, both requiring two shots, are 95% effective against COVID. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which is expected in the coming days, will be one shot and has about a 72% effective rate. I think the best advice today is to go with whatever vaccine is available to you. Dr. Mark Herbert, an infectious disease specialist with the Mount Carmel Medical Group, says while one vaccine might not be as effective, any are better than none. In Columbus, Bryant Somerville. That process of vaccination for teachers is experiencing bumps along the way. Laura Queso reports. Music teacher Chad Pittman can't wait to reunite with his students. And news of the vaccine coming to the Akron City School District this week, music to his ears. I'm excited. I trust the scientific community. I trust everybody who has talked about the process. But the process for the district hasn't been easy with a vaccine shortage, 2,200 doses short. I'm told the district will be prioritizing teachers by what grades they teach, and the district will determine which grades should come back into the classroom first. I'm Laura Queso. 
Governor Mike DeWine and First Lady Fran received their first dose of the coronavirus vaccine this morning from their family physician, Dr. Kevin Sherritt of Kettering Medical Center. Dr. Sherritt said the vaccine dose the governor and First Lady will receive in three weeks may come with some side effects like aches or fever but reiterated that's not a bad thing. That's not a negative, that's a positive because that indicates your immune system is intact, that the vaccine's doing what it's supposed to do and your immune system's responding appropriately. Under phase 1B of the state's vaccination plan, school employees and Ohioans 70 and older can receive their shots. The Better Business Bureau has issued a warning to those preparing to receive a vaccine. Yolanda Harris has the details. The BBB says do not post a picture of your vaccine card. In a tweet, the agency said the personal information on it makes you a target for ID theft and helps scammers create fake cards. The BBB says scammers in Europe have already been caught selling fake cards on eBay, and it's only a matter of time before the scam comes here to the U.S. I'm Yolanda Harris. President President Joe Biden told Republican senators during a two-hour meeting yesterday he's unwilling to settle on an insufficient coronavirus aid package. Karina Nova explains. The senators, who included Ohio's Rob Portman, pitched their slimmed-down $618 billion proposal that is a fraction of the $1.9 trillion Biden is seeking. No compromise was reached in the lengthy session, and Democrats in Congress pushed ahead with groundwork for approving his COVID-19 relief plan with or without Republican votes. Despite the Republicans' group's appeal for bipartisanship to help unify the country, the president made it clear he won't delay aid in hopes of winning GOP support. Karina Nova, ONN News. The city of Columbus last night approved one of the largest settlements in the city's history. Andrew Kinsey has the details. A million-dollar settlement for the family of Donna Castleberry. The $1,025,000 settlement is one of the largest payouts in city history. It comes after former Columbus vice officer Andrew Mitchell shot and killed Castleberry in 2018 after picking her up on a prostitution sting. Mitchell faces murder and manslaughter charges in his criminal case, which is still pending. I'm Andrew Kinsey. And it's Groundhog Day, and the focus turns to Marion for the answer to one of life's perennial questions, when will winter end? Paul James reports. Buckeye Chuck, Ohio's official weather reporting groundhog, arose from his burrow at WMRN Radio this morning. The skies are mostly cloudy. Buckeye Chuck, Ohio's official weather reporting groundhog, does not see his shadow, proclaiming spring in Ohio is just around the corner. This year's celebration was held virtually for the first time ever due to the pandemic. Buckeye Chuck was proclaimed Ohio's official weather-predicting groundhog in 1979 by the Ohio legislature. For ONN, I'm Paul James in Marion. Special thanks to affiliate stations WBNS-TV in Columbus, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, and WMRN-FM in Marion for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.